Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to my podcast, Be Fab T Todd. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. So, this is a podcast for ladies who are looking to become their best, fabulous self. There's no judgment here. We all been through something that has changed us and we are working to become better one day at a time. So this is for, I focus mainly on women. I'm sorry. This is for women who have lost themselves and who are looking to get back to themselves. So yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) So please make sure to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, on Becoming Fabulous with T. Todd. Um, Hopefully you guys know how to spell T. Todd by now, but if you don't, it's T-E-A-T-O-D-D. That's Becoming Fabulous with T-E-A-T-O-D-D. And you can also follow me on Twitter at BFABTTod, spelled the same way. Um, and I am on Facebook. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I'm, I'm working. I'm trying to get there. Um, mainly just Instagram, though, y'all. If you want to catch anything, just head on over to Instagram for right now. And I have put my website on hold for the moment. <sighs> you know, trying to just balance everything, you guys. Um, It's a little difficult when you have your child with you 24 seven, most of the time, you know, like even right now, I am recording this podcast while she's in class in a different room on her zoom call. So, um, but she actually just wrapped up. So she hasn't come in yet. So we'll see how long that, that, that lasts. So (laughs) just in case you hear any interruptions, (laughs) but we're at her grandmother's house. So I'm for sure she's going to keep her entertained and occupied. But today I wanted to start off with uh, talking about the power of friendships. Um, I know I just kind of like dived in very quickly today, huh? We just, we we just getting to the point, (laughs) but yeah, I want to talk about friendships Um, for a couple of reasons. One, I had a very, I had a wonderful time um, chatting with friends on Zoom. And most of us know by now, Zoom is like the new Facebook, I guess you can kind of say. At least that's how I'm kind of seeing it right now. It just seems like everyone is interacting on Zoom. I see all kind of videos on how to use Zoom, how to look your best on Zoom, how to set up calls and all this stuff on Zoom. Um... I don't know how many people are actually registered, like logged on with Zoom, but Zoom is where it's at at this moment. And so I had like one of the best times during this shelter in place by having Zoom calls with my my girlfriends, with my friends. So that's one of the reasons why I want to talk about that. Um, Another reason is because if you guys watch Insecure, Yeah, you kind of already know, and this is going to be spoiler. So if you're, you know, if you haven't caught up on your insecure episodes, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not one of those people who try to like tiptoe around what happened without giving away information. I just can't. So if you don't like to be spoiled and you don't like to hear what's happening, then please come back to this podcast because I will be talking about what happened. Um, But yeah. So I gave you the warning, so I'm going forward. (laughs) But yeah, I want to talk about friendships as well, because I just watched, I don't know what episode that was. Was that episode four or five? 
probably like five of Insecure. And, you know, the dynamic between Issa and Molly, their relationship, their friendship right now. So I want to talk about that as well. I want to discuss that. And then just also the importance of having friends, you know, like we all need them. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, ones that, wait, how does it go? Ones you can depend on. Friends. (laughs) So, all right, let's see. Let's see here. I thought I, I thought I had typed out some points. Where is my, my points? Here we are. Okay. So the power of friendships, especially during this time. So we all know, like, it seems like things are slowly starting to open up, which is great, but how are our friendships going to be impacted by this social distancing? How has it been impacted already? Um, Have you been keeping up with friends? that you normally see on a day-to-day bit, um, basis? Do you, have you like stopped talking to people just because you don't see them? Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a very visual person. And for me, I can kind of get wrapped up in my day-to-day life without really checking in on some of my friends. Yes. Now, does that make me a bad friend? I guess to some people, they might say, yeah. Like you should be checking in on your friends. You should be, you know, making sure they're doing okay or yada, yada. And it's like, yes, but then also no, like we're grown women. At least I'm a grown woman. My friends are grown women too with full-fledged families. Um, You know, we have our own schedules, our own lives, like we have to attend to. So it is kind of difficult to sit there. It's kind of harsh to sit there and tell someone like, oh, you're not being a good friend because you're not checking in on this person consistently. But then at the same time, I kind of feel like, well, with maturity and depending on how strong your relationship is, you don't have to do that. You don't have to, not unless you know for sure, like your friend is going through it, you know, then that that's different. You know, you do still want to check in on those friends who, you know, it's really difficult for them or they might've already had issues before this whole shelter in place taking effect. Um, So yeah, you definitely want to check in on those friends. But at the same time, my, my friends who are highly functioning, you know, they, they got their own careers, their own families, their own businesses, like they got a lot going on. We're not sitting here calling each other every day or every other day, Zoom calling, FaceTiming, picking up the phone, even texting. I mean, we will text each other, but still, it's not every day. And I think also with the fact that the way how everything is going, the days kind of have been blending in together. And (laughs) there has been several times the past eight weeks where I have literally lost a full-fledged day. I'm like, I did not know today was Friday. Where did Thursday go? Where did it go? I missed a couple of meetings. I mean, not like, you know, like work related or anything like that, but just like fun things I wanted to do because one, I didn't put it in my calendar. You know, I didn't put it on my calendar at home and I didn't put it in my phone's calendar. So it completely slipped my mind. You know, I'm running around all throughout the day, either one trying to take care of my child, 
trying to take care of our home, trying to take care of my husband, trying to work on my business and still trying to take care of myself and work on myself during this journey, which I'm not going to lie. I have slipped a couple of times. I have been looking quite busted from time to time. Even my husband was like, you, you, you gonna wear that outside? Like, baby, it's nighttime. It's dark. There's no one. (laughs) No one's going to see me in the car with you. (laughs) Like, we were just going to go pick up food. And (laughs) he had, like, he told me, he's like, "Um, you're on your journey. Like, you can't walk out the house looking like that. (laughs) I'm like, okay. All right. It, It hurt to hear at that moment, but he was telling the truth. So... You know, the day's been blending in. I've been slacking here and there. I'm trying to, you know, stay consistent. I'm only human. But yeah, it's, you know, at this time, it's difficult for all of us. Um, And I think most of us, we're trying to get through this mentally, just dealing with what we have right in front of us. And that doesn't necessarily include like our friends sometimes, you know, Um, And especially if you consider yourself to have lots of friends, at what point do you cut it off? At what point do you say, I can't sit here and call everybody and talk to everybody and be on the phone all day, whether it's on, you know, like Zoom or, you know, like a face to face type of situation or on the phone because you only have so many hours in the day, especially if you have your own things you have to deal with and handle and take care of and be responsible for. So yeah, that's just kind of one aspect of it. Um, So what is the benefits to having friends overall? What are some of the benefits? So of course, one of the benefits is like your friends give you energy and, you know, they help give you what you want and what you need because you, I don't know. Okay. So let me back up a little bit. My husband and I, we had talked about this once before where sometimes you become friends with people like you're attracted to them, like you're drawn to them because they have something that, of course, that you like, but it could also be something deeper. Like they have something that you want to possess within yourself or you want to develop within yourself. Um, He had talked about how one of his friends, he really liked his Let's see. I'm trying to make sure I'm using the right word because I think I'm. I don't think this is the right word, but he had. Drive. And no, I don't want to use that word because my husband has a lot of drive himself. Um, oh, gosh. OK, I can't think of a, a different word for that. OK, I'm just going to use drive. So <laughs> but my husband has drive, too. But it's it's the way how this friend utilizes his drive or his, oh, okay. I I know what it was now. It was this friend's ability to, yes, still have that drive, but to actually be open and just go after what he wants without holding back, without overthinking or anything like that. So for example, This friend could, you know, oh my gosh, I wanted a brownie. We're at the amusement park and I wanted a brownie. All the, all the carts are closed. They said the park closed at 10. It is 9 22 and everything's closed. I can't get my brownie. 
This person will literally walk up to one of the cashiers or a manager or, you know, ask to speak to a manager, not in a bad way, but, you know, just ask to speak to a higher up. And he's just so like charismatic where he could just be like, hey, like, I wanted a brownie. Like, where are your, where are all the carts at? I want to buy a brownie. Where can I get a brownie? Can you show me where I can get a brownie? Whereas my husband would just be more like, oh, dang, like they sold out of brownies or all the stands are closed. Well, I guess I just can't get a brownie right now. You know, I'll get it next time. So that was like one of his like reasonings for why, you know, a person could be attracted to another person and want to have a friendship with them because they have that, that thing that they can, they can like bounce off each other and grow and become better. Like because of having a friendship with this particular person, my husband has been stepping up more to do stuff like that. Like I'm without giving away like specific details, (laughs) but that's like one of the things, you know, um, I can use one of the examples with my friendships. One of my friends, one of my very, very close dear friends, she was more, I don't want to say she was more religious than me, but she was, I guess, more connected with God than I was um, in my younger life. And because of her connection with God and I've seen her growth, I've seen her glow, I seen the way how she leaned on God and depended on him. It made me want to have that same relationship with God. Like, yes, I believe in God. I, you know, I would pray, I would read, but that was just kind of it. I think I was just doing the very surface things, but because of my friendship with her and I seen how she got down with her spirituality, it pushed me to be to have this deeper connection with God. Um, so like, that's just another example. Um, let's see. Cause, okay. So when you have these type of relationships with your friends, where you guys have this energy where you're bouncing off of each other, it can also help build your confidence because you're, you're working to grow and become better. Right. Like I just said, with my friend and her spirituality, that's helping me out. That's helping me become more confident in my relationship with God. Um, it could be with anything. It could be something, you know, at your job, you have a relationship with a friend and, you know, they're a go-getter and maybe you're just more laid back and chill. You're just kind of like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, if they, if the position opens up, I'll apply, but if I don't get it, you know, no big deal. Meanwhile, you see your friend, you know, whether she works there or not, she's a go-getter and she won't stop at nothing until she can get what she wants in a healthy way, that is. So she's rubbing off on you. So you, you know, you put in for that position, but then instead of just kind of sitting back and seeing what happens naturally, you step up to the boss, you step up and you, you put yourself out there a little bit more than what you probably would have, you know, um, because you see your friend doing it and you're like, I can do that too. Like she's doing it. I can do it. Now you're not copying her or trying to be just like her, but you're taking what she has and you're, you're utilizing it for your own 
growth and your own improvement for you personally. Um, another benefit of having friends is just that you guys help each other out in times of need and fulfillment. And, you know, in times of need, of course, you know, people who go through a divorce, um, a loss of a child or a family of a loved one, um, you know, when you think of all those, like those, I don't want to say negative things, but you know, the, the sad parts of life, like it's good to have a friend there that you can cry on, you know, you have their shoulder to cry on and they're there for you. Even if it's just to just physically be there, not say anything just to be there. But then it's also great to have friends there for all the joy, joyous moments, you know, the baby showers and the weddings and all the celebrations, the proposals and, you know, just having backyard barbecues and movie nights and date nights and going to the beach together. You know, it's just, it's great to have those memories and to have that bonding experience with other people. Um, and you're also just overall more happy and that you can grow and become a better person because of your friends. Um, like I had said earlier with the example of your friend who's a go-getter, you know, she's rubbing off on you and in a good way. And because of that, you went for that, that other job position and you got promoted and now you're getting paid more. So you're living a better life. You know what I mean? Are you like, for instance, what I said with my friend, I'm a better person because I got more connected with God because of her. Um, you know, just friends are, they're, they're a blessing to have. So some of the things that we should definitely make sure we're looking for in friends, which, you know, most of us, if we, we probably most likely have friends like this in our lives already. But for those of us who are reconsidering and rethinking our friends <laughs> and trying to reformulate our group or whatever, just make sure. And this, this list is just short. There's so many more qualities and traits to look for in friends and to, for good, genuine friends, I should say. Um, you want to make sure that they're honest and loyal. Um, you want to make sure that they're able to support you and to have a good sense of humor that I think that's one of the, one of the high points of friendships is being able to laugh. Like how, can you imagine having a friend where you guys just don't laugh or you don't really have, they don't have a really good sense of humor that matches your sense of humor. Um, how is that even really a friendship? Cause I feel like that's where the basis of friendship kind of come from is having that commonality to laugh at something, whether it's at yourself, at something else is going on. Like, yeah, like humor, laughter. Um, they have to be thoughtful, respectful, and be reliable. You know, you, you don't want that friend that you're always showing up to support them and they can rely on you if something happens to them they're they just need your help. So for whatever, whatever reason they need your help and you're always there, but then they're never there for you. You know, you, you might start questioning that friendship, but on the flip side, you want to make sure all those things that I just read, you are to your friends as well. Plus more, like I said, this is a short list. There's so many other characteristics out there. 
Um, but on that note, we need to make sure we're giving our energy and our time to the correct people. So you might have to remove some toxic people from your life, some toxic friends. And I think sometimes, you know, we feel like, oh, I've been friends with this person since college. Or, oh, like my parents, you know, are friends with them and we grew up together. Like we were wound babies or wound friends, I guess I should say. Um, Or you feel like you have to be tied to this friend because of financial obligations or social status. Um, Just so many different reasons why people feel like they have to remain friends with toxic people. And my, okay, honestly, for me, I say move away slowly and surely to avoid the, the drama and the stress. That's how I personally would do it. But, you know, sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you just got to cut it off, like right there and just end it. Um, but I'm, I'm a drama free person, so I don't, <laughs> I personally wouldn't go that way, but you, you know, do what you feel is best, but there's no, there's no reason to have toxic people in your life. Um, so one of the things you can kind of do to start removing yourself is just stop going to functions they're going to be at that they're hosting, um, just kind of stop calling or texting or, you know, just slowly back on out like you know and I mean if if you have that mental capacity where you're strong enough to just be like I'm I'm ready for this challenge if you know this person is that type of person then like I said just cut it off just have a heart to heart with them and let them know like look this isn't working a lot of times friends just grow apart you know Some friends are in different stages of their life. Um, I know we experienced this too with a couple of our friends. You know, we, um, some of our friends had kids younger while we weren't even married yet. You know, they were married and they had kids. Um, But those friendships still worked. Why they worked, I don't know the specific reason, but most likely it was just because you know, we loved each other. Like we, we love each other as friends and we enjoyed each other's company and we still want to be around each other. But there are friends who, you know, you have a child or you get married and they're just like, oh, well, you have a baby now. You, you're not as fun because you can't come out and party with us all night because you're married or, you know, whatever the reason is. And that's all fine. Sometimes we need to step away from our friendships and not necessarily just end them or slowly, like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Slowly dissolve the friendship. But it's just, you know what? We're at different parts of our lives. Um, Sometimes friends just can't meet at the same time. And I've dealt with that too with a couple of my friends where we just cannot get it together. My schedule is completely different than their schedule. And as much as we do want to hang out, we just can't, you know, and maybe one day in the future we'll be able to do so, you know, and I think that's where a mature friendship really comes in into play when you know you can't nurture the friendship the way you want to at that moment. And that's okay because you have other 
you have other things going on in life, but you still respect each other and value your friendship. You're just putting it on pause at the moment. Um, yeah. And then just honestly, just take a friendship for what it is. Try not to make it more than what you think it is. Um, I've done that in the past as well, where I thought I was a lot, a lot closer to someone (laughs) than what they were to me. And talk about feeling like a, you know, a donkey's butt, like that really hurt me. Um, it It happened to me a couple of times, honestly. And I just remember crying to my husband, like, I just don't understand. I don't understand why I've, I've been outcasted or, you know, why, why this person didn't see me that way when I seen them that way. And he's like, no, just take it for what it is. Like, you got to look at the facts. You've done this, you've done that. And they didn't, they didn't reciprocate it back to you. Just like I had said, I mentioned earlier, right? The humor, the support, the thoughtfulness, the reliability, the support, you know, all that stuff. Like, are they doing that for you? No, they're not doing that for you. So you have to sit and realize, oh, okay, I'm not that type of friend to them. And you have to be okay with that. I mean, is it going to hurt? Yes, it'll probably hurt. It'll probably hurt you a little bit. It'll probably hurt you a lot like it did me. But (laughs) at the end of the day, though, to protect your peace, to protect your energy, to continue working on yourself and moving forward, take the relationship at face value for what it is. The person has showed you their hand. It is what it is. You can't change it. You can't change it. Um, Yeah, so just don't put any more energy towards those type of relationships. So now just I just kind of want to move into the whole insecure issue with Molly and Issa. Um, when you think about friendships, I seen the way how their relationships started to fall apart. Now, at what specific moment, I don't really recall, but I do remember... Um, the first episode of this season, Issa was having her her mixer or her social gathering or whatever because she was trying to raise money for her block party. And what happened? Um, Molly had made, I, I, like I said, I don't remember exactly what was said and like the exact pinpoint of it. But she kind of like downplayed Issa's event, I believe. And she had said something to her. And Issa was just kind of like, oh, like, why would you say that? Like, you could tell by the look on her face, you know? And Molly probably really didn't mean to be intentionally nasty to her friend, but she was, you know? And I think sometimes we get comfortable with our friends and especially if we've known them for years. And I think Molly and Issa on the show, you know, they've known each other for sure, since college, I'm not sure if they knew each other prior. Um, Sorry, if you guys hear background noise, like I said, (laughs) my daughter and my mother, they're in the house. And it sounds like they're playing right now. So um, yeah, if you hear noise, that's the reason why. But um, 
I think sometimes we kind of take our long-term friends, like the friends that we've had for years and years, basically family. We think of them as family at this point now, right? We take them for granted and we kind of don't respect them to a degree. And not to say that Molly just outright didn't respect Issa at that moment in time. But I think sometimes we will say things that we will say to our close friends, our fa- I'm just going to say family, that we say to our, our family friends that we wouldn't necessarily say to a new friend that we just, you know, we're trying to be in that honeymoon phase with. So for instance, um, what's her name? Condola. Uh, like Issa said some things to Molly too, you know, that was just kind of like, Issa, you didn't have to say it that way. You could have rephrased it a little differently even your tone of voice could have came off better more loving instead of as harsh because I think Issa had said oh my gosh Molly like I think you just love staying a mess I think you just love being messy and that's something that family would say I'm not gonna lie I mean I don't know about you and your family but I know my family and my family would say some stuff like that (laughs) so by Issa saying that to Molly, of course, she's kind of like taken aback and offended. Um, but Issa wouldn't have said the same thing. I don't even think she would have even brought that particular subject up or said that to Condola. Her name's Condola. Yeah, to Condola. And that's her new friend, the friend that she, you know, they're vibing really well. Their only setback is, of course, as you guys, you know, you're sitting here listening is because um, Condola is dating Lawrence. That's Issa's ex-boyfriend of five years. So that's their only setback. But you kind of see how the, the water, the drop of water in the bucket is forming with their friendship. You see, you know, Molly, she has said what she said, one drop in the bucket. Issa said what she said, one drop in the bucket. And then Molly comes back and says something else, you know, a couple of days later, one drop in the bucket. And then Issa doesn't pick up the phone because she's busy or she just really don't feel like talking to her at that moment. And that's another drop in the bucket because now Molly's feeling a certain way. Like, oh my gosh, like I need to talk to my friend, but she won't pick up, you know? And especially if she finds out like, oh, what were you doing? Oh, I was hanging out with Condola. Oh, so you're choosing her over me. That's another drop in the bucket. So you see what kind of happens with friendships, you know, it's, it gets muddled. It gets very muddled, like all pulled together and you don't know exactly what came from where how did it get started because now you just got this water in the bucket it's not one drop separated here one drop over there where you can visually say oh it started from here and that's just like the the um analogy I had given you guys when I was talking about mothering yourself when you're being bullied how you take like a scoop of dirt from the first time you were bullied, how did you respond? You probably kept quiet. So boom, you put you put that um, shovel of dirt on being quiet and then it happens the next day and then you get another shovel of dirt and you put it on top. And then you keep doing that throughout the years of your life. When you become an adult, you have a mountain 
and you don't know where your insecurity of not speaking up for yourself comes from. Well, it came from when you were five years old and you were bullied for the first time, you know, and it's the same thing with friendships. It's the same thing. So this is why I know it's so much easier to say, oh, just talk it out. No, because we're human. We have emotions. We have feelings. There's things that are happening in our life at that moment. And it's like, it's hard to just be so open and just talk it out. Um, One of the examples was, um, I think Molly, no, Issa had called Molly. Um, Molly was at work and she kind of had a falling out with her boyfriend. Molly had a falling out with her boyfriend, Andrew. And when Issa had called and she had seen her, seen her call, she was like, oh, like, I don't want to talk to Issa. Like you can kind of tell by the look on her face. But then when she picked up and she heard Issa's voice, you could see like her attitude, her emotions had changed. And she's like, okay, I get to talk to my friend. I got to tell her what I'm going through. And as she started to talk and you can tell, like she just wanted to get that off her chest because she's going through things. You know, she's a human. She's a person. She has feelings and emotions, frustrations. She's dealing with stuff. But then Issa same thing. She's going through things. She got feelings and emotions and, you know, she's stressed out because the person that, you know, was supposed to be the headliner of her block party decided to, you know, cancel on her. So of course, Issa, she gets her word in first pretty much and kind of overrules the conversation. And that sets Molly off um, where she was. She was being passive aggressive, very passive aggressive. Um, shout out to all my my ladies who are listening who are passer, passive aggressors. I don't know if that's a word, but yes, um, we're working on that though, right? That's what we're doing. We're working on it. Um, so instead of just being like, Issa, look, I got to tell you something, you know, or trying to dominate the conversation or let Issa talk and then be like, look, no, you need to hear this real quick. Da, 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 da. But she didn't. And that's because why the drops in the bucket, it's all muddled together. And she's just thinking about how Issa said what she said the previous day, the previous weeks and how she's been reacting to her recently, you know? So it, it can get very, very cloudy quickly. Um, and that's why it really is important to try to remain open and have that that line of communication with your friends, as well as with your with any relationship you have in your life, your significant other, your your children, coworkers, you know, whatever. But the thing is, it's like if you're friends with someone, be open, have an open mind, open heart to realize you're not their everything, you're not their world and that they do have other things going on in life. And that's where, you know, I think the hurt really comes in because sometimes we, we're, we're looking at ourselves um, and we're not really looking at the other person and like, okay, well, what is it that they're going through? Now, don't get me wrong. There are, like I said earlier, there are friends who take advantage where you're the one who's supporting them and you're the one that's being reliable all the time and they're not giving you that back. Like that's different. But to know that you guys have a strong, solid foundation on your friendship and that this is just a trying time, don't just throw it all in. 
Don't just throw the friendship away. Um, see it for what it is. Like, okay, I, I care about this person. I really do love this person. What is going on? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. It just really made me think of a, an old friendship that I had where, honestly, I think lines got um, crossed. Communication lines got crossed. And it was a very dear friendship to me as I think it was to this person too. Um, but, you know, we ended our friendship. Well, our friendship was kind of got the way how Molly and Issa's friendship was where there was like a miscommunication. And because of that miscommunication, things just kind of started happening. Um, yeah, and I think that's pretty much all I'm going to speak on on that specific topic. Just because even though you end a friendship, um, even if you end on bad terms, I still feel like you should be respectful of that person and their privacy. Because you think about it, you guys were friends, especially if you were super close friends. You know a lot about each other, right? You probably know about things that you don't want anybody else to know about, <laughs> And I'm not saying that I'm fearful or that I feel like, oh, this person can come out and say all kinds of things about me. No, I'm not thinking that. But I just feel like I want to be respectful of this person um, and their life as I would hope that they would be respectful to me in my life. And you just you never know. You might become friends again in the future. Because one person might grow up and mature and be like, oh my gosh, like I was so in the wrong. Or maybe you both would do it because maybe you both were immature and you both were in the wrong. And you have to set your pride aside and just apologize, right? Um, there was something I wanted to read. Let me see if I can pull it up. So... Okay, I don't understand. I don't understand that because I know I literally pushed like on this particular post. And of course, it is not on my like. So now I got to find it. Oh, is this it? Okay. Let me go there. Okay, so this lady that is on Instagram, she had posted this. Um, post she said low-key moving on when friends aren't friends and this is by the hypergamous hive on instagram so let me see i don't know if i want to read all of it because all of this does not pertain to what i'm talking about so let me see where do i want to start off I guess I can just start here. So from the very, because it's a long post, she wrote a lot. From the very beginning of this season, Molly has done everything in her power to make Issa's big moment all about her in ways that are irritating, irrational, gaslighting, unnecessary, and petty. The cautionary tale to learn here is that Molly is a high maintenance friend with extra needed, she said, extra needy tentacles. <laughs> but who's extra needed, who is only your friend because she never expects you to outgrow, outshine or surpass her. 
And that's in, and that embarrassing scene is the end of tonight's episode is what I call real life and a truer than true reflection of how a frenemy's favorite tool is a wrench, a wrench. Ladies, could you forgive your bestie for dumping a giant cold bucket of sabotage on your head? Or would you be done and done? Or is Issa a user? I'm sorry, or is Issa a straight up user or does she just overstep her bounds with her hook me up mindset? So friendships go both ways. Um, was Issa wrong for calling out Andrew and asking for his help when Molly said, no, I'm not going to do this because I've, I value my relationship with this person and I want to see where it goes. Yes. Yes. However, I blame Molly first to a point because I understand where Molly's coming from. This is a new relationship. She wanted to grow. She's really been working on trying to cultivate the relationship that she wants with someone. You know, she's having her own relationship problems, her own insecurities with relationships, I should say. Um, but it, it was, this was a difficult situation because her friend was in a position where she wouldn't be able to grow. Like she would fail tremendously had she not have, had she had not had a headliner, a popular headliner at her block party. Um, let me move my mic up because it's slipping. I have it like above my nose and then all of a sudden it's by my chest I don't understand <laughs> it like slowly moves okay so hopefully that's better but the issue is just it started off with that drop in the bucket you know um Molly says some things Issa says some things and that's what really just hurt them you know, do I think Molly is a friend of me? No, I don't think she's a friend of me. I think, I think what happens sometimes with friendships is the fact that we get complacent in our friendships. Just like I said earlier, you know, our friends become our family and then we kind of start blurring those lines of boundaries and we start taking that person for granted and we kind of start talking to him any type of way. And that's not necessarily true with all friendships or with all people in general and how they treat other people. But I think sometimes we do that, you know, even, even with our kids, you know, Maddie, I don't know if it's just because I'm home with her the majority of the time, which I think that's what it is, but she feel like she can get one over me a little bit more easily than she can her dad. You know, her dad isn't is as easily accessible to her day in, day out throughout the weekday, you know, cause he's working. So the same thing here, but I don't think Issa was necessarily being a friend of me. Now I do feel like because Molly was the one who was used to being, um, let's see, where does she say that part? So she, she felt like she was the friend who, um, that Issa wouldn't outgrow, outshine or surpass her. Yes, 
Because I think sometimes we do put our friends into categories. Um, and this is why it's important to have those friendships where you are growing together. Just like with any relationship with the marriage, you got to grow together, um, especially with your children. You know, we have to grow with our children as mothers and learning how to mother them, nurture them, um, raise them to be you know, competent adults. Uh, we can't keep doing the same tactics that we were using when they were two years old versus when they're 10. And it's the same thing with our friendships. But I think sometimes maybe we do get stagnant in our friendships. And this is when it's important. And it's okay to kind of take a break from each other. Not like, oh, hey, you know what, girl, I'm just, I'm done right now. Like, I need a break from you. Of course, we can't say that. We can't say that to anybody. I mean, even if you said to your spouse, they probably look at you like, oh, if you said to your boyfriend or your girlfriend, they're going to look at you like, oh, you want a break? Okay, so that means we're breaking up, you know? But no, that's not the case. I just think sometimes we need to make sure we're growing outside of our circle of friends. Um, and then that also means you have to cultivate new friendships and relationships with other people who are in spaces that you want to be in, if that makes sense. Um, so if you're striving, you know, you may be a new, a new couple who just got married, all your friends are still single and that's fine, but you might want to start cultivating some friends who are married so you can kind of get an idea of how, you know, just how to grow in your marriage. Like, okay, these people have been married for 10 years. They may be the same age as you, but they've been married for 10 years. They're deep in marriage and they can teach you some things, you know? So yeah, friendships are very important. Um, and I don't even think I really got to talk about my Zoom calls with my friends. Um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get to speak about that. But just quickly then, um, I did have, I had two Zoom meetings or calls, whatever you want to call them, with a group of friends. So I have one group of friends where um, we met through our children at school. And then I have another group of friends where, once again, I met through our children, but through gymnastics. Our daughters are in gymnastics together. And two different groups of women, two different dynamics, um, but still very fulfilling and just, what's the word I'm looking for? Like much needed, like these friendships are much needed. Um, it was just, it was a blessing to be able to visually see these women's faces because for the women that I see at my daughter's school, we see each other almost every single day. So whether we would see each other and talk for five minutes in the morning as we're dropping the kids off, or we would talk for hours or go out to lunch or go to each other's homes, like we were interacting with each other. And like those relationships have been built up. And I personally like needed those relationships um, big time. And I just thank God for that because if you had listened to my previous episode, when I talked about like motherhood and all that stuff, like some of the things that people don't talk about, I was talking about 
feeling isolated, being alone, and how when you're a new mom, especially if you become a stay-at-home mom, a lot of your friends are still working, um, your husband's probably working or your significant other, and you're alone at home by yourself with this baby. And if you didn't have the tools, if you weren't taught the tools um, on how to be a mother during this period of your life, you feel so isolated. You feel alone um, because technically you are like for real, you are alone. You're physically alone. Um, but then too, mentally you're alone because you feel like you're the only one that's going through this at this moment. And I wish, I, I always say, I so wish I had you ladies like three, four years ago. Had I had this core group of women in my life during that time, do I think I would have suffered my depression and anxiety? I don't think I would have. And if I did, it would have been a lot lesser than what it was. And I had a, I think um, my therapist said my case was like very, very mild, like very light, but still it was different for me and it was not who I was. So it felt like the worst thing in the world, you know, but had I had that group of friends, that core of women that we can lean on each other for support, for, for reliability, for laughter, for venting, for all this stuff, I think I would have been so much better. So if you're listening and you're not a mom yet, um, definitely cultivate that group of friends. And it's different. I must admit it is different when you have your work friends versus your family friends versus, you know, your mommy friends. And this is who they are. They really are my mommy friends that have turned into true real life friends. Because if our kids don't go to the same school anymore, we're still going to talk. We're still going to be connected to each other because we, we built that foundation. Um, and then with the other group of moms, like I had said, they're um, the gymnast, I guess I call them the gymnastics moms. <laughs> um, same thing, same exact thing. Like our relationships, my relationship with them is slightly different because we don't see each other every day. But we have that mature relationship and not to say that the the um, the school moms I don't have a mature relationship with. This is just completely separate. But with these moms, it's a very mature relationship because I'm the only one out of the, the group who stays home. They work and they're out of the home and I, both of them have two to three kids. Um, I'm the only one with one. So our relationship dynamic, it's still a very strong one, but we also understand like, this is life. Like I can't, I can't, uh, what am I trying to say? Not communicate your needs. I can't fulfill your need of being clingy all the time, if that makes sense. Um, It's just different. It's a different dynamic. But I still love those ladies too. You know, they they give me what I need. I'm giving them what they need in terms of our friendship. <sighs> so I say all this to say friendships are very important. I think there's been studies that even shown how um, isolation is just, it's not good. It's not good. Especially even as you get older, it's definitely not good. So having friendships is good for your mental health, 
your immunity. Come here, baby. Come here. You don't want to come in? She ran away. That was my daughter peeping in on me. And now I hear her at the door, but she won't come in. <laughs> but friendships are very, they're very important, ladies. Um, even if you just have that one friend, just that one friend, we need friends. We need that one friend. But if you have just one friend, make sure you don't dump on that friend, if that makes sense, because you don't want to just put all that onto one person and make them feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm her only friend type of situation because that can be stressful for her. And then next thing you know, you can end up with no friends. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you don't want to run out and just call any and everybody your friend. So ladies, that is pretty much it. I'm going to wrap it up. This was a long one. I didn't think I would take so long on this one. Um, I'm still trying to figure this out on the flow. If I want to keep my episodes to like 30 to 40 minutes, or if we're just going to go with the hour, but honestly, it's just more about just talking, being vocal, getting it out there. Um, sometimes, sometimes things just come up and I'm like, Oh, you know what? Let's speak on this as well. So I hope you guys are really enjoying um, the podcast. And if you are, please don't forget to leave me, um, like some comments, um, subscribe. <laughs> you can, oh, I never even told you guys about my YouTube channel. Have I told you about the YouTube? I think I have, but I don't think I said it this episode or last episode, but you can find me on YouTube at T Todd. I also will have the podcast on YouTube. Um, I need to get back to making more video content though. Uh, but yeah, the, my YouTube channel is, it's the same thing It's I'm putting all these podcasts onto YouTube for those of you who, you know, aren't listening to it on the podcast platforms, but you know, you can also follow me on Instagram and yeah, let's just definitely work on ourselves ladies, because having friendships is very important for our mental health. Um, and having friends also helps us realize who it is we want to become as well, because they, like I said, they inspire the confidence. Um, I don't think I use the word passion, but I'm saying it now they can also give us passion that we didn't know that we had for certain things, you know? So, all right, ladies, I'm gonna wrap it up and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.